How do you do, you sexy, sexy even? It's an episode of the Loftus Party Podcast, an extra special episode. I kind of feel they're all extra special. But today, the Liberty Gimlet is away. She's on a secret mission. If you call CPAC a secret mission, we got Kung Fu Rick on the Redidio joining us. How you doing over there, Kung Fu? I'm doing all right. I'm feeling I'm feeling kind of honored. I'm being, I'm being allowed to escape the booth once again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you're here, dude. We always have great shows. We always have a good time. Uh, so this is fantastic. Here's we got so much to cover. We got to talk uh, about the coronavirus, or we go to, or we go to podcast jail. We got to talk about the Taliban peace deal, or we go to podcast jail. There's other stuff. That we got South Carolina is uh, doing their primary. We got Super Tuesday right around the corner. Holy smokes! There's so much going on. I, I guess we should start. Let's just start before we do like an update of our insane work weeks, because I know we're both very busy people. The coronavirus. Let's t- and the and the politi- the if if I can say the word if I can say the word the politicization. There I said it. Politicization of the coronavirus. I'm not into it. I don't dig it. And I and I I legitimately don't know. Should I be terrified? Should I not be? It seems like I'm I'm falling into the I shouldn't be terrified camp. I saw a a video. The other night with uh, that Dr. Drew Pinsky fella, the, the the fella from Love Line, and he was like, this is outrageous. There was like more people died from being homeless in L.A. yesterday than have died from the coronavirus in the U.S. I guess three homeless people died. That was his point. So and I guess the regular flu kills a boatload of people. However, uh, it's a big story. It kind of is. Uh, it reminds me of World War Z. Really? In terms of there's a mysterious epidemic that comes out of China. Everybody's dead. They're turning into zombies and it rapidly spreads. I don't know where I I see Chuck Schumer saying stuff. I see Nancy Pelosi saying stuff and all these Democrats like what else? I'm going to ask. I'm going to pose the question to you, sensei. What else could Trump be doing? I see a lot of people on Facebook upset. They're so upset. What else could Trump be doing? I don't really know what else he could be doing. He's actually trying to get out in front of it. He's he's done pretty well. I think the interesting thing is when he pro, uh, retro proactively started banning flights into and out of China, the Democrats were having him. They were freaking out. They were like, "This isn't this big of a deal yet. You shouldn't be doing all this. You're going to cripple the economy." Blah blah blah. Yada yada yada. Now here we are, about three weeks later. And they're like, "Oh my God, he's not doing enough. We're all gonna die." Yeah. Pick a side. Yeah. <laughs> Pick a side. You can't do both. <laughs> yeah. I and, and that's too funny. I wish I could I wish I had the tweet in front of me. Here that's that's me just being uh, poorly prepared. But yeah, they were like, what's he doing? Shutting down the bang bang. And let's get into the stock market a little bit. Let's get into the stock market a little bit. Here's what I love about the the big correction, the big dip in the Dow. When you suddenly realize this is this is like a, an outside force, much longer, much much bigger than ourselves, uh, uh, saying, "Hey, uh, you're relying on China way too much for all this stuff. Maybe there should be companies here." Like like seriously, are we <laughs> are we now gonna reopen all the surgical mask factories 
in America? Like, like, shouldn't we have that anyway? Shouldn't we have like some kind of doomsday protocol? Like, if if it if it was like super bad, if it was as let's say it was a zombie virus, and and we had to cut off all contact with China, we need to be able to make everything here. We need to make everything, you know, chair. All the, think of all the stuff that's made in China for crying out loud. You know, the one thing that's made in China that I didn't know was made in China until all this started? Our antibiotics. Tell me. Say what? Our antibiotics are made in China. I was not aware of this. Apparently, most of the anti- antibiotics right now are actually not made on U.S. soil any longer, despite, you know, the, the antibiotic companies. You know, the reason it costs so much for us to, to we charge you so much for medicine is because we do all the research and development, blah, 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 blah. Guess what? They've been farming that stuff out to China now for years, never bothered to tell anybody. So if China really is dying, we're all screwed because we're not going to have antibiotics. Yay. That's, times. that's a terrible, that's the scariest thing I've heard so far. That's the scare. Holy crap. Okay, let's put that on the list of factories we need to reopen in America. Antibiotic uh, factories. We, sh- we should have those. We should definitely have those. And Band-Aids. I, 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 we should look into this. Are Band-Aids made? We need Band-Aids. Uh, we need antibiotics. And we need Viagra to be made here. And breast implants. Well, to your first point about the masks... The Surgeon General agrees with you, or disagrees with you. As a matter of fact, he was yelling at people on Twitter, telling them to stop buying masks because Clorox and washing hands would be more effective than masks. The the whole mask thing, and I, I can I can understand it. I can understand that hey, you know, people want to be proactive and they want to they want to feel like they're doing something. However, the mask, from what I understand, and I don't want any kind of lawsuit. Uh, the mask is to keep like spit from the surgeon's mouth from going into like an open wound. Like that's what the mask is for. That's pretty much what it was intended for. But before we go too much further, the following program, just as a reminder, neither of these participants are doctors. We simply play smart asses on podcasts. Have a good day. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we're not doctors, uh, nor are we lawyers. This is not free legal advice. Where it's uh, <laughs> but uh, oh man, I'm looking for it. I don't have it. I gotta, I gotta get better prepared. But yeah, the Surgeon General was u- literally using all caps, all caps. He was doing like the the total shout, like stop buying masks. Like hospitals need those. They need those for surgery. Uh, nurses need them. That kind of stuff. Uh, it's uh, although I did see one mask. I was on, uh, I forget what website I was on today, and they were pimping some kind of mask, and it looked like the mask that Bane wore in uh, in uh, The Dark Knight in the last Batman movie. And I'm oh, like, nice. that's kind of, I mean, if you're going to wear a mask, wear a freaking Bane mask. At least look like a badass when you're doing it. It was black, and it had, like, cool designs on it. Go that way. Yeah, all of a sudden, your doctor's walking down the hall, you're... <sighs> This virus is mobile. I'm going to kill Bruce Wayne. All of Gotham will have the coronavirus. That was spot on. That was spot on. You guys just got a free Bane impression for no reason. So, in in in, not in hindsight, but uh, 
I'm not concerned about the coronavirus too much, although it does get super scary. Of course, I'm going right back on myself. I'm, I, I, I immediately contradict myself. You see some of those videos coming out of China. And it's like dead bodies littering the streets. That's the scary part. That you're like, okay, this seems bigger than the flu. It's scary because China downplayed the beginning of it, and now our media has figured out if they yell about it loud enough and long enough, they might finally be able to take down Trump. Again, though, that's what I can't stand about it. It's like Bill Maher going, I I hope we do go into recession. I hope we do go into recession because it'll hurt Trump. And it's like, dude, do you really want all these people to be out of work? Do you really want that? And it's like it's really super ghoulish. It's super ghoulish. Like, do you literally want like tens of millions of people to die just so trump looks bad he's not a scientist it's not like it's like you can go what was he doing he was out there playing golf he should have been in the lab he should have been using his microscope he's just he's just a dude all he can do is say uh hey you guys let's look for a cure he's like captain kirk he's not uh bones he's not the doctor he's just captain kirk going hey bones get on that we need a cure for the coronavirus yeah, no, so here's the thing, right? I mean, I've uh, we've talked about this before. Facebook page, podcast, all in. I've been doing this since right about the time Obama got elected. But one of the things that I have been saying over and over and over again, even back when it was my side that was freaking out over Obama, is like, look, if, if you are this freaked out over the guy at the top, then you're then you're basically understanding my premise of our government has gotten way too much power, way too much power, and there's way too much power in the hands of a single individual. If you think the president can basically destroy you with a glance, um, but now the problem is, and this was one of the reasons why I was opposed to electing Trump. Uh, now even when I was part of Never Trump, I know somebody's going to send me hate mail over it. That's fine, but. Part of that was because we've gotten to this cult of personality thing. So now we have everybody on the right was freaking out over Obama and all the things that he was doing. And, oh, my God, we're all going to die. He's a socialist. He's a Nazi. He's never going to step down. Now we're hearing Trump is an authoritarian. He's a Nazi. He's never going to step down. And it's because we've gotten into this whole cult of politics thing. And that's honestly my biggest concern is now that we're here, I don't think we're ever getting away from it. I don't know. I guess I'm not. Sometimes I am like super pessimistic, but I I do think it'll get better. I just think this is like a uh, – uh, it's just a, a, a swing in the political pendulum, uh, and I don't think things will ever be the same, but I think it'll definitely get uh, a bit more uh, civilized, I guess. Or maybe we're just catching up. I constantly go back to whenever I feel really like flipped out, like, holy crap, we are so, you know, polarized and blah, blah, blah. If you go back to the the late 1700s, the early 1800s, it was super brutal. It was super brutal. Like the, the founding fathers and just like Jefferson hating Adams. And I think. Uh, I think they called uh, Adam's wife uh, uh, a transsexual. There was or a hermaphrodite. It was, it was really brutal. And then and then Adams was going to kick out all the French people. Talk about talk about your travel bans, Adams. And then Jefferson too was worried. So it's 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 been uh, really really bad before. However, when it comes down to stuff like this, like major health issues. I don't want to hear from politicians. I really don't. I don't want to hear from either side. I want to hear from 
doctors. That's who I want. If you don't have that capital D little R dot in front of your name, I, I don't want to hear from you. Because, you know, Nancy Pelosi going, he's going to kill us all or whatever the heck she said. And Donald Trump going, ah, don't worry about it. Either way, I don't – you're not helping me. You're not helping me. So let's just look to the uh, to the real doctors. I know this. I'm not going to add to it. I was. I, I do my – I'm going to do my video for uh, YouTube later. And I'm like, do I want to like, you know, make fun of the fear-mongering, blah, blah, blah. But then it's just – it's just – I'm adding to the problem. I want to add to the solution, Rick. I want to be part of the solution. I don't know. I would probably be making fun of the fear mongers, which is one of the reasons why I don't do YouTube videos. The other, <laughs> the other reason is because I have a face made for radio and a voice made for mime. So, and and then what is your, what are your arms made out of and your legs? Uh, well, are my they, they made oh, for powerlifting, or oh, what are we talking about? On my Twitter <laughs> bio, on my Twitter bio, it specifically says. Um, Face made for radio, voice made for mime, and occasionally uh, stunt double for the Michelin Man. So my arms are made of Jello. <laughs> Jello. He should. Uh, we could update that. What was that? A uh, uh, big guy five or <laughs> the, the Michelin Man? I'm trying. <laughs> big Hero Six. Big Hero Six. You could use that one. Nice. I'm, be, I'm very. I'm very silly today. Yeah, silly's fine, especially when the world's going crazy. I kind of prefer silly when the world's going crazy. It is, it, and I over. I, I don't know. I I guess we have to. We're gonna just keep spinning merrily on. Everybody has like stuff that they're dealing with, and and these. It seems like there's so many people who are just like completely, uh, you know, wrapped up in. Oh, Trump did this, and oh, they did that. Like seriously, though, to put that aside. Like. And then this is what I would say for everybody, and this is going to be our little segue into uh, the, the primaries and Super Tuesday and all this stuff. Like it, it literally comes down to: is your life better or worse? And all these, all these people, and I always, I'd love to ask a, a room full of libertarians this, and and the Bill Crystals of the world, and the Never Trumpers, and all this stuff. It's like, so you want less government, and I do too. And you want lower taxes, and I do too. And you want a strong military, and I do too. And blah 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 blah. But then, what do you do? Like, what are you making space for? I think it's very easy to just become a political animal, and all you do is criticize. All you do is criticize, and it's 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 like I, I, I want to say, and then what? And then what? Like with Bernie Sanders and his whole. You know, uh, socialized medicine and free college for everybody. Okay, and then what? And then what? So we're paying, we're paying everybody's college bills. So my taxes have gone through the roof. We're paying for everybody's health care. So my taxes have gone through the roof. And the quality of care, I guarantee, will go down. The quality of care will go down. So then what? So then what? That's a great question. Think about that. Think about that. We're going to pay a couple of bills. We're going to force feed you a commercial. When we come back, we're going to talk about the primaries. We're going to talk about the Taliban. We're talking about it. We're going to talk about a couple of comedians on Showtime that have it out for yours truly. I just found out about this breaking news. Come back. Stick around. Steer your car. We'll be back. As a small business owner, you deserve more. More confidence, more connectivity, more of the tools that help your business thrive. 
And at Cox Business, you can expect more from us. We don't just have sales reps. We have perfect plan identifiers. People who will work with you to make sure your business gets everything it needs and nothing that it doesn't. Your business deserves more. And that's why you can expect more from Cox Business. Call 800-526-8572 to switch today. If you prefer real mornings, shouldn't you have a real breakfast? At McDonald's, we get real about breakfast. That's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only $1.50. It's time to wake up breakfast. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. You know what I like about this? Here's what I like. I can hear the music coming back in. I just want to jam out for a little bit. I know that's that's like copyright-free music we got or we licensed it from somebody, but I like that's I, I never hear that part of the song. I never hear that part. You know, the, and I'm the, happy about it. The funny thing is it is, you know, because you guys don't have access to my ASCAP license because you're not you don't actually run live yet with us. Um so we did find copyright free music, but honestly, I I don't know what it is about that song. At first, I was kind of meh, but the more I've heard it, there's like these little pieces and things that I found in the middle of it that are just like complete jam sessions. And I'm like, somebody when they when they did this, they were just having fun. Yeah, yeah, and you know what I think it is? I think it's this. I think it's that bow bow bow. It's that little scale, that little step up. I think that's what makes it appealing. Here's a fun little side story. We'll get we'll get into the world of comedy here. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a comedian named Rodney Carrington. Rodney Carrington. Very funny dude. He had his own show on ABC. Uh, he had a sitcom, I, uh, ironically enough, called Rodney. I go way back with this dude. Like, way back. He really exploded on the, like, the Bob and Tom. They, they played a bunch of his music. He's a cowboy. He's from Oklahoma. Uh, really funny dude. He has this song. He won't sue me. His people might sue me, but I can sing a little bit of it. He had this song, I like my women like I like my chicken, just a little bit of fat on the end. Not too much, not too little, just enough to make me grin. And <laughs> it was like an audience sing-along. I like my women like I like my chicken, just a little bit of fat on the end. And <laughs> the first time I saw him, I'm like, dude, that is infectious. And Rodney Carrington, he's a Big cowboy, hat-wearing, just good old boy. He's a fantastic fella. He goes, you know what it is, Michael? I'll tell you what it is. Here it is. It's like I like my, like I like my. That's what makes it a hit song. Like I like my chicken. I like my women. Like I like, like I like. <laughs> I love that he had pinpointed the exact uh, part of the song that he thought made it a hit. And I think he's right. I think he's right. Uh, so anyway, that, that's fantastic. Uh, here's what's going on. Uh, I'll give you guys a little update. In the in this uh, second segment, we're figuring out a way. One of the great things uh, with uh, me and Kung Fu Rick is Kung Fu Rick has an organization, a little little radio station called KLRN, KLRN dot net. And there's a there's a bunch of great uh, podcasts over there. Fantastic people. They're sharing uh, the the podcasts on the Loftus Party. And and we're on KLRN dot it's not dot net. It's it's fantastic. It's it's a good group of people. We're figuring out a way, and and Rick has figured it out. 
I think we're going to start doing some live uh, podcasts, some some live streaming stuff. That'll be a lot of fun, and some additional content uh, for the the Patreons. We've got some people on Patreon. You've been awesome. We got a new lighting rig. We got a new backdrop rig. We're 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 making the videos better. Now we're going to be improving uh, the podcast and giving you guys some uh, some additional content that you can go to, some exclusives. It, it feels very much like we, we have a cool little fort, and the fort just keeps getting better. So uh, that'll be awesome. And I'm not saying next week, but maybe the week after that. Maybe the week after. Do you think that sounds doable, Rick? Uh, it sounds doable on my end as long as you guys are okay with it. The only thing I would mm-hmm. the only thing I would need to do is figure out how to get things pointed in the right direction so we can make sure that it it, it only goes to Patreon because that's kind of the plan. Uh, just to kind of fill some folks in, I'm going to flesh things out just a little bit more. So what's going to happen for those of you that are Patreons, and if you're not yet, this would be the perfect time to make sure you are. Um, it may not happen with every episode, but you are going to get notification from uh, on Patreon that we are going to do a live broadcast of the Loftus party. You will get to hear what? it live instead of listening to it as a podcast and you'll you'll only be able to do it there. So if That not, sounds great. If you're listening and then, and you're not a Patreon yet, go make sure you are before we start because otherwise you're going to miss things and you're going to be sad and you'll have nobody to blame but yourselves. Yeah, and then I think we'll put the link up uh to Patreon so you can always, you know, you can always go check it out and I think uh, I think the Patreon people will get uh exclusive access to stuff we'll, we'll figure it out i'm not i don't want to be douchey about it you know i don't want to be uh a super douche but uh, you know there's got to be there's got to be some perks there's got to be some perks and uh, oh uh there's a couple people there's a couple listeners who are like uh dude where's my shirt dude where's my shirt those are coming those are coming i had it out with my uh good friends at teespring uh the other day via email they're good people they just got super backed up i think it's because of uh, everybody's making these specialized political T-shirts, so I think they might they're just a little bit overwhelmed right now. But uh, if you're on you're on Patreon, you'll get the uh, early access to the podcast, and you you got your shirt your shirts are coming, and they're so sweet, they're so awesome. And we're trying to figure out a way. This is this is this has been the Liberty Gimlet's uh, homework for quite a while is to get that logo on some underwear. I I want I I want so many things. I want I want the Loftus Party logo on some women's uh, thong underwear right there on the front. Bang. And yes, I will want pictures. I will want pictures. And this summer, I've got plans for some special T-shirts uh, for the ladies and, and, and heck, for the fellas, too. But mostly for the ladies, it is uh, it's 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 wonderful. We got to have more fun, you guys. We, we literally I'll, I'll drag you there. Uh, kicking and screaming. Holy smoke! I want you guys to go check out this. I very, I very rarely uh, plug stuff from uh, the website, but here we go. Recently, I found this wonderful account on uh, Instagram. On Instagram, holy smoke! Uh, this, this, you know. And if you, if somebody knows her, put me in contact with this person, please. Put me in contact. If you go to the lifestyle page of theloftestparty.com and you scroll down uh, a, a little bit, you'll see uh, the headline is Unapologetically American and Wonderful, The Fit Princess on Instagram. And she's spelling the fit princess. Uh, she's spelling fit with two Ts. This is a, a, a fitness expert, a model. She's on Instagram. 
the fit princess. I think she's a Southern California, but I just, she, I think she and I would get along famously. I think she and I would get along famously. You go to her Instagram uh, account. I'm going to, I'm going to click view on pro view profile uh, for her. Bang, bang. Here we go. So redhead, long legs, just gorgeous, completely fit, red, white, and blue bikini. She is not shy. She is not shy. And here's her, here's her little uh, bio on Instagram, unapologetically American. And then she says, I know it's confusing, comma, sexy pics, comma, politics, and common sense. Holy crap. I need to have a conversation with the fit princess. She gets it. She gets it. This is, I would send her, I would send her t-shirts. I would send her, definitely she'd be rocking the thong. She's got a uh, a body she's not af- afraid of. She's not shy of her political views. It's fantastic. And unless she's, I don't see the downside. I just, she is totally invited uh, to the Loftus party barbecue. That's what it's all about. Don't be shy. We're having more fun and it drives them crazy. This is the perfect segue, Rick. This is the perfect segue. That's so what, that that's because you are who you are and that's why you do what you do. <laughs> so listen to this. So uh the Freedom to Laugh shows, we got we got shows coming up in June. We're going to add more shows. It looks like we're going to be going down to Georgia as well. We're going to put a bunch of bunch more dates on there. Uh, we got we got tickets and, and links uh, for the for the indie shows for the Indiana shows up at theloftestparty.com. The freedom to laugh. We talked about this on last week's podcast. Uh, the, the special on Fox Nation is doing gangbusters. They're thrilled. Good things are happening there. And so the TMZ thing went down. I told you guys about that last week. The, the fallout continues. The fallout continues. There is a show. On uh, on Showtime uh, called Desus and Marrow. I'm probably saying that wrong. D e s u s and uh, Miro. I, I don't. I've never heard of this show. I don't know who these dudes are. Uh, they're a couple of comedians, but they uh, they have it out for yours truly. They have it out for yours truly. I gotta try to stream some Showtime, find the episode where they were talking about me, and they're like, "Who does this guy think he is? Does he does he think he's the the white Kevin Hart? Who is this this comedian who's uh, making fun of the left and having a? I love it. I love it. I couldn't be happier. I love it. So I'm thinking about like, do I respond or do I just? Uh, I just love that they're out there. I love that we're having a good time. The loftestparty.com, the podcast, the YouTube channel, all the above, Fox Nation, comedy specials, and now they're reacting. They're reacting. TMZ, what's going on? Uh, Showtime show. Who's this guy think he is? What does he think he's doing? I love it. I love it all. I'm addicted to it. It's my insulin, and I got diabetes of the politicizations. Wonderful. So I'll, I'll <laughs> look into you're, that. You're, what? What? You're you, giggling. You're giving me Wilfred Brimley flashbacks. <laughs> diabetes. I got diabetes. We'll have a we'll have an update on CPAC uh, next week too. Everyone's down there. I didn't make it. 
the, yeah, the show I'm working on is in production. I thought about driving down there today from New York, but I'm like, I'll get on the road. I'll drive four hours. I'll get there. And then everybody will go, oh, dude, you just missed it. It was awesome. It was great. You just missed it. So I know that Trump uh, is talking on Saturday. And that's, uh, I, I don't Actually, know. He's talking right now. <laughs> yeah, as we record this. We're recording on a Saturday. So uh, he's there. I guess Don Jr. was there. I don't know what happened. We'll have we'll get a we'll get a rundown from uh, from the Liberty Gimlet uh, next week. Here's what happened today. Here's the big uh, news. News. I guess we signed some uh, peace agreement with the Taliban. There's a there's a piece of paper uh, that I'd like to read. There's a piece of paper I would really like to read. Do you trust the Taliban, Rick? Not any further than I could throw them. And we discussed my own strength a moment ago. <laughs> Dig it. And I don't, I don't know. I like, I go to, I try to be reasonable about it. You know, like I know, you know, the, the IRA and Ireland, they, they were considered a terrorist organization. And then secretly the British were negotiating with them. And then they've, they've, you know, they, they signed a peace deal. They signed some kind of treaty and they haven't been blowing each other up for a long, long time. So maybe it can work. Maybe it could work. However, I don't like I don't like the idea of negotiating with terrorists. I don't like people who stomp their feet and kill people until you acquiesce to what they want. Like what? Here's what I want to know. Like what does what does the Taliban get out of this? And I I would almost guarantee it. And this is going to sound horrible. This is going to sound horrible. I'm just being honest. I almost guarantee. The instant we leave, it all goes to hell in a handbasket. It all it, it's it's just going to go south. But that's me. I guess I, I guess on this, I am a pessimist. Do you think it's going to work? Do you think it's it's going to work out? No, I'm just going to be honest. I, I I the one thing I will say though is I'm tired of us deciding that we're going to be in the nation building business. So whatever happens over there, I I I just I don't care anymore. I, I I've talked about this on my own show. I I have a son who is about to turn 20 years old. We've been at war the entire time he's been alive. And you know what pisses me off about it? Honestly, we, we I don't think we have done any nation building. It's like we've been over there, and what have we been doing? If you look at, now granted, uh, you know, World War II was a much different endeavor, and, and uh, you know, we completely defeated uh, Germany, and we completely defeated Japan and we went and we we rebuilt their countries and we stuck around and like hey let's we'll help you fix these roads and we'll help you build these buildings again and blah 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 but like we got we got we don't even have the pleasure of that for Afghan like if you're gonna go over and nation build build something besides uh, uh just a base and I know it's tough because you know you got your construction guys out there and then some suicide bomber comes around it, it's not gonna be easy but like seriously I, I let's Let's just get out. Let's just let's just. I mean, you you know, get out. For the for the record, we have built things um, over there. One of the things that we built, which makes absolutely no sense, is a compressed natural gas gas station that was with a price tag of several million dollars, and they don't even have compressed natural gas cars in Afghanistan. I wonder who built that and why. And that's just like one of those weird. Like, I won the contract from the government, so we're going to go over and build this thing, and yes, it exists, so now you owe me, what, $8 million or whatever the heck it is. 
I found it from the Waste and Abuse Report. It's uh, We found it like two years ago because I, I, we usually try to do an annual thing on one of the shows where we kind of recap the Waste and Abuse Report when it comes out. And then yeah. G didn't do it that year, so Jen and I did it for like a whole hour. And by the end of it, we were laughing so hard we were crying because of all the money that we were wasting on crazy things. And this was one of them. I mean, it was like millions and millions and millions of dollars to build this, you know, 21st century, completely modernized CNG gas station. And nobody in Afghanistan even has a CNG car. That's no, no one. That kind of thing drives me nuts. It drives me nuts that 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 exists. And I know there's there's movies made about this kind of stuff, you know, that uh, there's those guys that won that contract to supply the the government with arms and they were delivering weapons to, uh, uh, you know, the Middle East and handguns. And they, it was a huge contract with the government. And they were making millions and millions and millions of dollars and it all went south when they didn't pay these dudes in Russia. And it's it's comedic. It's funny, but it is just like such waste. It's such waste. And it's like it's exhausting, man. It's exhausting because people think they literally think that the government just has this big pile of money, this big pile of money. That's the appeal of Bernie Sanders in my we'll talk more about Sanders uh, and the, the, the South Carolina primary and Super Tuesday coming up. But that's, that's the appeal of Bernie Sanders. I, I honestly believe that there's a huge segment of our population that just thinks that the government has a big pile of money that just that that never ends. And and they need to know that uh, that's our money. That's that's tax dollars. The government doesn't make any money. The government doesn't create anything. They don't make jobs. They don't make money. They just collect taxes from us and then they spend it. And sometimes they spend it on ridiculous and idiotic stuff. And the, and the military does it too. The military – it's – Everybody wants a strong military, but like once it, it goes back to like, you know, NASA and the, you know, the $500,000 toilet seat or whatever. Once you're once you start paying like, you know, tens and 20, all the thousands of dollars for basic household items, you got a problem. You got a problem. And that's where, you know, I, I, I want less government, but I also want oversight. I want oversight into this stuff. Stop wasting my money, bitches. Stick around. We'll be back. I'll get off my oversight uh, soapbox. We're going to talk a little bit, uh, a little bit about Garth Brooks. We're going to talk a little bit of South Carolina politics, Super Tuesday politics, and I might be trying out some manscaping. Uh, it'll make sense after this. Don't get off your soapbox. Soapbox Michael is the best Michael. Ha <laughs> ha! Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, 
we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! Ride that symbol. Ride it. We have uh, entered the third segment of the show. I feel so professional. I feel so professional. There's intro music. There's outro music. There's bumpers. There's advertisements. It's all just fantastic. Okay, we will get to – we're going to get to uh, uh, the South Carolina vote that's happening on Saturday. We're recording this on Saturday because we're crazy like that. We're cool like that. We'll make our predictions uh, for South Carolina primary. We're gonna we're gonna make our predictions for uh, Super Tuesday. We'll take a look into our little political uh, crystal ball. <clears throat> it's all good. I want to make a little fun of the people for uh, flipping out over the the Garth Brooks thing. However, we're gonna open up with this. Uh, a few weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, Rick, whose podcast was I on? I was a I was a guest on. It was your podcast, and who else is over there? I was on a show with who? Yeah, you did one of ours, and then you also, I believe you were on another bleeping podcast, if memory serves. Okay. On one of them, we were talking about uh, manscaping. Which, which show oh, wait, was that? No, 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 no. That was Toxic Masculinity. That was, that was the one. Because basically, we had, we had you be the babe of the month stand-in because Stacey was too busy to come hang with us because, you know, she's not cool like that. All right, so I was the I was the babe of the month on toxic masculinity. We were making fun of this product, uh, this this razor that that is just it's in all the ads, it's everywhere. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this thing and see if it works. I'm gonna review this thing uh, for theloftestparty.com. I'm on their website now. I'm on their website now. I'm clicking on products. I'm not gonna buy it on the air, but I if if this is within. They got the lawnmower. They got the crop preserver. The crop reviver. <laughs> what? What? I don't know what you would want to revive. Uh, but holy smoke! Let's see. They don't have the prices on here. They don't. Have, oh, ooh, they do. All right. Uh, I'm not going to be spending eighty nine dollars. I'm not going to be spending seventy four dollars. Uh, Fifty four might be more in the. Uh, the wheelhouse, uh, but I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the the lawnmower 2.0, and I'm gonna get the crop preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant. Nice. So I do have one other favor to ask. After you review it on um, the Loftus party, make yeah. sure that um, what we've been doing is anybody that gets the crazy idea to review anything that we talk about on Toxic. We'll usually find uh, somewhere on like their website or something that you can do a review and then also make sure that you, you know, just plug the idea that, you know, I was on this podcast about a month ago. We came up with a crazy idea. I reviewed it for my show and they wanted me to put a link over here about it, too, or something. Just All right. So I'm going to get I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. And I I might even do a video. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. I'm already I'm already kind of regretting. I'm looking at this thing. <clears throat> the lawnmower 2.0, the waterproof electric. I don't know if I'm going to need the crop preserver, the anti-chafing ball deodorant. I haven't had a lot of 
a lot of chafing. But anyway, uh, that's that's a little teaser uh, for net for next week's show. I'll, I'll try to I'll try to knock that yeah. out. Well, after it arrives, will after you, it arrives. Will YouTube let you post a video of that? I'm just asking. <laughs> um, this is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna show it. Well, I'm, I'm, just gonna, ma- I'm just making sure because you know somebody out there was thinking about that as soon as you said that. They're like, "Oh my god, he's gonna make a video of him shaving him." No. So there was a product. There was a product uh, called the Shiny Hiney a long time ago, uh, back when the Loftus Party website first went up, and there was a product called the Shiny Hiney, and it was hilarious. And they're like, as seen on TV, and it's a basically a big giant uh toothbrush like like a it's got like a handle that's like three feet long that's curved and these like big giant like toothbrush uh bristles on the end of it and there was a a video some girl uh and it's it's exactly what you think it is it's exactly it's a toothbrush for your butthole and and there's like different pastes you could put on it and some girl reviewed it of course that video had like a kajillion million hits but it was all it was all very tastefully done <clears throat> she didn't care for it, by the way. So that's actually what gave me. So listen, we'll, we'll keep it. Uh, we'll keep it friendly. Family. Family. I can't speak. Family friendly, or as as family friendly as it can be. I'm not going to show the process, but I'll I'll review the merchandise. <laughs> so uh, we'll do that. All right. Uh, so I'll, and then I'll I'll link it to theloftestparty.com, and we'll also put it on the toxic masculinity show. Uh, all right, let's make our. So prediction. hang on, hang on. Before you go to it, before you go to the next topic, I'm gonna text you something later because you've just given me an idea of how how we could probably make this a really funny video in the process. Without, well, that's what I want to do with, without crossing me. any lines. So I'll text you here in a bit. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. All right, so uh, we're gonna make our predictions about uh, South Carolina now. South Carolina. This is a uh, this is Joe Biden's uh, firewall. But I remember they said it was Hillary Clinton's firewall, and I can't remember. I should know. I should know. I guess she did okay. Maybe she held on to South Carolina. I think Biden might hold on to South Carolina. Uh, it might work out, but I think it's going to be very very tight with him and uh, Bernie Sanders. It's just hard to compete against free. Ultimately, I think Bernie is going to be the guy. I've said it before. I'm saying it again now. Uh, that's who I think. I think Tom Steyer needs to to sit down. Tom Steyer, you're done. Just tap out, dude. It's too, it's it's gone on too long. Uh, Klobuchar and Warren are now competing to be vice president. That's it. Pete, same with uh, Pete Buttigieg. He's he's he wants to be somebody's uh, VP. So the Democrat Party has a has a big problem. I don't think I'm going out on a limb. I don't think it's crazy sounding, but it's 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 going to be uh, Bernie Biden, Biden Bernie, and it's it's weird. It's like a complete and total uh, flip of the Republican primary uh, back in uh, you know 2016. There was a ton of them. People were hanging on. People wouldn't get out of the race. What are we going to do? We have to stop Trump. Oh, if all these people would get out, if you added up all the numbers, if the percentage of people that like them, then we could stop Trump, blah, 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 blah. It's the exact total flip of that for the Democrats. So I don't know. I think, of course, Steyer and those guys, they'll, they'll all stay in through Super Tuesday to see where they are. And then, uh, and then, is it too late? Does does Bernie have 
all of the momentum? Does he have all of the momentum? And here's another question, you guys. Are we guilty of taking the ability to beat Bernie for granted? Because that's what happened. Listen, I'm having huge flashbacks over here from 2016 where I know the, the Clinton people were probably salivating over the idea of, oh, we'll get Trump. Oh, we'll get Trump. And you know they had that uh, Access Hollywood thing. They already had that. That was their secret weapon. That was their silver bullet to end the Trump uh, possibility, the Trump you know, candidacy. They're like, ooh, we'll just drop this Access Hollywood tape, and that'll be the end of him. And it didn't work. I have to think, should we be careful of what we wish for? In terms of Bernie Sanders, is there a very real uh, danger? Like, how are the numbers? That's what I want to see. From I know I've, I've I've raised all these questions, and I, I apologize. I've got I've got on and on disease, but I want to know the numbers. That's where it really. I guess maybe I am turning into a, a bit of a uh, of a political animal. Like, how I want to know how many people participated, how many votes were out there, who got what. What it compares to 2016 and Hillary and all that good stuff. I'll open up the floor now to my good friend Kung Fu Rick in the Dojo of Freedom. What are your thoughts, bud? Dude, that is now officially the name of my studio from now on. I'm going to be broadcasting from the Dojo of Freedom. What is it? I said that's what I'm going to call my studio from now on when I do my shows. I'm broadcasting from the Dojo of Freedom. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. All right. So anyway, um, backtracking. Sensei Rick and the Dojo of Freedom. Yeah, I'm going to find a way to start working that in. All right. So back to the whole South Carolina thing. First of all, let's not forget it was it, it was it was Biden's firewall. But now the media is calling it his springboard because of the uh, the endorsement that just came out on Wednesday, which was interesting because the guy that was going to endorse him waited until after he figured out whether he was going to stink up the debate stage again before he decided whether or not he was going to do it, um, and then made it seem like it was a foregone conclusion the entire time. Uh, now, I think you're right. I think it is going to be mainly uh, Biden and Bernie. Um, the I mean, look, Frodo Moneybaggins, otherwise known as, uh, as um, the former mayor of New York City, needs to go the hell home. Uh, so does Steyer. I didn't even know. I didn't even know who he was. Um, I mean, the the scary thing is at this point is I think you're right. I think there is a really good chance that Bernie might run away with the DNC. But yeah. what, what might stop this though is all of these people that are hanging on and not letting go for dear life. Because if they can't get clear delineation, then they might actually go into a broker convention. And if they do that, it's anybody's ball game. And as far as numbers, I don't have any of the numbers in front of me, but just to kind of give you an idea of where we are, early voting has already started in my state. In a primary that doesn't matter, the Republican Party is outvoting the Democratic Party in my state two to one. Really? Yep. Well, see, there you go. There you go. That's it. See, those are the kind of numbers that excite me. That's what that helps my head hit the pillow. That helps me my head hit the pillow. My, uh, my friend Dana Perino, who actually listens to this show, and then I'm, that's just now uh, occurring to me. Uh. <laughs> she listened until you had me on. She's going to send you a message later and be like, you need to get back on with Stacey, dude. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I don't know about that. She enjoys the cast. She enjoys the cast. Uh, she, 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 we were on the set of The Five one time. 
I like how I mention it like I'm on all the time. I've been on the show like four times. Uh, she's like – she thinks Trump will win easily uh, 23 hours out of the day. But there is one hour where she's like, oh, no, oh, no, it's not going to happen. And that's – I'm paraphrasing. But that's where that's where I am too. 23 hours of the day, I'm like, oh, this will be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But then there's the time where I'm like, yee, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of motivated people. So when I hear the numbers, I get very happy. I get it. It helps me. It helps me relax because I know, like in in 2008 in Iowa, they I forget the numbers of people that participated. Uh, it was huge. It was huge. Uh, and this time it wasn't as huge. When it was when it was Obama Hillary, <clears throat> it was they were coming out of the woodwork. And this year they weren't. So for all this talk of, you know, Trump is, you know, it's a battle for the soul of America. It's a battle for the soul of America. Uh, Maybe people don't think that that way. I think, listen, it goes back to the the opening of the show. I think most people are happier with their lives. They're happier with their economic uh, situation than they were under Obama. How can you, even with the stock market correction and blah, 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 it's, there's jobs out there. There's a, there's an optimism out there that I think people uh, dig. Well, Looking that, something that, up. That, that, that's, <clears throat> that's, Go ahead. That's what it's going to come back to though. I mean, at the end of the day, people, I mean, and, and this is the thing the media can't figure out. Because at the end of the day, they keep forgetting that most of us, we go to work every day, we pay, we pay our taxes, some of us grudgingly, um, we fix our dinners, we take care of our families, and at the end of the day, we're asking ourselves, am I better off now than I was three years ago? Resoundingly throughout the, the country right now, well, almost nearly four years ago now, but resoundingly throughout the country right now, the answer to that question is yes. You're seeing numbers that, that we've never seen before. And it's and everything they think is going to take Trump Trump down. It's, it's he weathers it and usually comes to the other side even stronger. Which honestly, to me, is a bit terrifying because I, I I've never seen somebody that can just keep fighting the way that he has. And that's honestly, I mean, we talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. I was seriously never Trump until the day that he was sworn in. At that point, I was like, okay, I can't keep rooting against the guy that is currently basically flying the plane because I'm not going to be saying, oh, let's tank everything and crash the plane into a mountain just because Orange Man bad. And, and that's, yeah. that's, that's the thing we were talking about earlier. You know, those people that are still doing that, they really don't care what happens to anybody as long as they're proven right. They don't care how many people get hurt. They don't care how many people die. They don't care how many people lose their job because at the end of the day, they want to be able to look at a camera and say, see, told you so. That's all I <laughs> want. It's, this is funny. You'll dig this. Suddenly I'm underwater. I don't, I don't know what happened. But it sounds great. I'm broadcasting live from a submarine. Okay. We're looking into the the Bloomberg thing. I agree. People are much happy. It's it, it's good. You got money. You got better prospect, b- better chances to get an, a, a job. Uh, Bloomberg, and you probably know this. I didn't know this. That do, Mike Bloomberg has spent more than $450 million on ads. $450 million on ads. That's not including paying the the people on the ground. That's not talking about, you know, the campaign staff and all that other stuff. Holy crap. This is classic. This is a classic. 
Yeah, that, well, that's that, when I figured out what he was spending in ads. That's when that's when his nickname suddenly became Frodo Moneybaggins. Um, because I mean, yeah. if, you're, if you're throwing that kind of money at ads, first of all, you're not trying to do anything more than be, than be a disruptor. Um, but but here's an interesting take that I have from a friend of mine, uh, Chad Alexander, who I used to fill in from time to time on a radio station he used to work at until they turned into an automatic repeater. Um, but that's a story for another day. Um, he was actually talking about the fact that he doesn't think the DNC is going to let Bernie Sanders get the nomination. He he's pretty positive that if it, if the trend continues, the DNC is going to work some sort of machination again to make sure that Bernie doesn't get the nomination. Because too many moderate Democrats are scared to death of Bernie Sanders. Not that I mean, I, in my opinion, there aren't really any animals left such as a moderate Democrat. But according to the Democratic Party, they still exist, and they're running away in droves because they they know that Bernie's policies will not work. Yes, yes, it's uh, I I I think uh, pop the popcorn. Uh, get the M&Ms ready because the the Democrat convention is going to be a cluster. It's going to be a cluster. This is the perfect example. This kind of money, this kind of spending and not getting results is the perfect metaphor for the differences in uh, between a Republican conservative and a liberal Democrat. Mike Bloomberg so if he spent $450 million on ads, you got to factor in a, a, a few more million for his campaign staff. But we'll call it, for the sake of the argument, he spent $450 million. $450 million he spent, and I don't think he's going to get anything for it. I don't think he's going to get anything for it. I just Googled how much money Trump spent, <laughs> and according to Reuters – in 2016, Donald Trump spent 66 million of his own money. 66 million. So Trump spends 66 million, becomes the president. Everything turns around. Everything goes great. Less government, stronger military, better borders, security, all this stuff. He spent like 66 million and crushed it. And Mike Bloomberg, the Democrat, has spent $450 million and it's just money thrown away. That, my friends, is why you should all lean to the right. That is why you should lean to the right. You can spend less and get better results. And if Bloomberg, if that dude ever complained, if he's ever being interviewed and they're like, ooh, what happened? Uh, why don't you think the American people uh, rejected you? If he ever blames it on money – that would be the 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 perfect. That would be the the last Jenga log in the in the perfection that is. Because that's that's my whole big beef with with Democrats. They always oh if we just had more money oh if we just had more money. You can throw all the money in the world at a problem and still not solve it unless you have the right people in there and you have a a, a legitimate plan of action. That's hilarious. I'm laughing at Mike Bloomberg right now. That's you know what he could have done. He should have just given that money to people. He should have just – like there's only 360 million people uh, in America. 
I'm, t- I'm just you thinking, just, you know, you $450 million, 360 million Americans, I'm thinking we could, I mean, it wouldn't help. I mean, let, let's not forget that, you know, even though this is the, the democratic idea is if everybody gets more money, then everybody's going to be able to afford everything. But that's the that's the problem. If everybody instantly becomes billionaires, then all of a sudden the prices for everything go up because it's just the way the economy is going to work. Yeah, that's, but, that's the, uh, the problem with Andrew Yang and the Yang gang. Well, that's why he's not hey. in the race anymore. But you know, back to one more thing, real quick. Only because this is the thing that that honestly, literally irritates me the most about Bloomberg, as I like to call him, Frodo Moneybaggins. He and if we had if we had a media that did their jobs, he wouldn't even be in the race anymore because he has an ad that I see, and don't I don't watch much TV, and when I do, it's usually on a DVR. But still, he has an ad that I see constantly where he's talking about how he steered New York City. Through 9-11. Oh, yeah. What? I've seen that one. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Right, You weren't even mayor, dude. I think you might have been the, the assistant mayor or whatever the hell they call the, the number two in New York City at that time. Maybe. I haven't Googled it to check. But, yeah, I mean, even, even if that's the case, you weren't the guy steering the ship, bro. <laughs> yeah. That, I, it's, it's too funny that you bring that up because I found that one offensive, too. I'm like, what? You were the mayor of New York during 9-11? You were at the what? What? Huh? I kind of thought that was Rudy Giuliani. I kind of remember Rudy Giuliani running around. I remember that yeah, very distinctly. Yeah, known as America's mayor. You know that guy. America's mayor. America. Okay. So that's that's hilarious, and that's a good uh, metaphor. I just want to close out the show with this. This is when you know uh, you got you got too much politics uh, going on, and that you're seeing everything through political lenses. Uh, I guess Garth Brooks. You probably know about this, Garth Brooks. Uh, was doing a show recently, I think in Detroit or, or somewhere in Michigan. I want to say Detroit, uh, and he was wearing a, a Detroit Lions jersey. Uh, you know, as as you like to do sometimes when you're a big superstar of that nature, you're get the people go nuts. They're like, "Oh wow, he recognizes our hometown and all this stuff." And the the jersey he was wearing uh, was from uh, uh, blah 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 uh, Sanders, not Deion. I almost said Deion Sanders. But the the running back, uh, the running back for the Detroit Lions, and everybody's like, "Oh no, Garth Brooks uh, is is a Bernie Sanders supporter," and it's like, "No, no, he's giving a shout out. He's giving a shout out to uh, Barry Sanders. There you go, Barry Sanders, who was great, who was fantastic, Hall of Famer, just in in an insanely talented uh, running back." So everybody. Uh, Take a take a minute when 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 there's a picture of Garth Brooks wearing a Detroit Lions jersey with the number twenty and it says Sanders across the back. No, that's not a political thing. Uh, that's him actually liking Barry Sanders, the running back. Are we okay with that? I think yeah, we I, should be. I, 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 think saw, should I saw be. that story. I couldn't help but laugh because I'm just thinking all these people getting bent up. They don't even realize that he's actually wearing a jersey for a football player, not supporting Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Yeah, and that is uh, that's a very, very, very th- scary thing that people their their knee jerk reaction is ooh I need to be mad about this ooh I need to be, be offended by this take a moment and I tell you what good for Garth Brooks for doing that I because I guarantee I guarantee in his camp there was somebody who's like uh oh people might think this is Bernie Sanders and Garth Brooks is like screw them if they're that stupid screw them and then they'll have 
uh, egg on their face when they realize what the truth is. And that's exactly how it played out. That is exactly how it played out. Okay. And knowing Garth Brooks and knowing where he's from, I'm pretty sure he just said, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Indeed. <clears throat> which is the best, which is the absolute best. So, uh, we're making the changes uh, for the. We're gonna, this this show will always have the, we'll always have this show. This show's not going anywhere. We'll do additional stuff uh, for the Patreon uh, page to get that to you guys, and for the LoftusParty.com. I'm gonna go ahead and order my stupid manscaper thing, so we'll have an update on that next week. We'll talk to the Liberty Gimlet about uh, what's going on at CPAC. We're always going to bring you the best and brightest of guests. I got some I got some, uh, some very fun, fun people scheduled to be on the show. Thank you guys for being here. Kung Fu Rick, thank you uh, for opening up the Dojo of Freedom and recording the show and producing the show. I always love it when you're on. I'll talk to you guys soon. TheLoftestParty.com. Subscribe to everything. Yeah. <laughs>